Hello, this is the Angel on Earth podcast, and I am Aoe. Today, I want to ask you guys something. Has your soul ever dared you to do something? Mine has. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, You can say soul, higher self, whatever you want to call it. But I, I didn't realize this when I was younger. And even when I was, as I was growing up and, and I just didn't catch that this was my soul. <laughs> this wasn't just some random thought that popped in my head or some, I mean, I don't guess I don't know what I thought it was, but I, I, I mean, it's, and it's not just like dared you, like, has it ever, has your soul ever played games with you or challenged you? It comes in a lot of different formats, but what it's doing is, and we'll do, I know I keep saying it, but we will do episodes on a little bit more getting clarity and getting that line of communication going with your higher self. But this is one way to get started. You can start to look back at, were there times where you felt called to do something, where you felt like something was pushing you to do something that was outside of your comfort zone. You know, something that was, you would just a little bit scary for you. And then did you see that after you took the challenge on and accepted it and went through with it, that following that something else happened that pushed you in a direction that maybe got you closer to another goal or Maybe it it led you to a person that you were supposed to meet, a new friend, a significant other, whatever it is. If you look back through your life at times of, of where you felt pressured but called to do something, if you look at the line of events, you'll notice that it led you to your next big step. It was something that pushed you forward in your path. And if you can start to pick up on what those feelings were in those moments, you can start to notice it now and try to take advantage of it. Because it's trying to communicate to you that you're ready for this next step. This is going to pull you closer to the next amazing thing that's coming in your life. And, and it's, it's often, it's often going to be a feeling of, of I'm being pulled. I want to do this followed by an immediate fear and anxiety and like this, this I'm scared, but then it's just pushing past that, that you will then be on the correct path and continuing in the right direction. I'll tell you some examples of of what's happened for me just to get you started. I mean, you have your own stories, obviously, but I'll just kind of give you some ideas for mine. See if it brings up any memories for you. But I can remember I was being challenged and uh, asked to do things outside of my comfort zone from when I was very young, when I was just like a little kid. I I think some of the first things I can remember were probably really silly, simple things like holding my breath. Don't know why, 
have no clue why I was all of a sudden called to challenge or challenge to, you know, can I hold my breath for this amount of time? Now, I wasn't like reading an article like, oh, see if you can do this as a kid or like it, it, it like literally came out of nowhere. And I think like spirits, my soul, my higher self, all of this, whatever it is, was playing games with me when I was younger to see if it could just challenge me to try something. And at that time, I didn't see like a significant direction that it was taking me, but I think it was just testing me, training me, helping me maybe connect and just playing with me like a little kid, you know, kids like to do fun things and challenges. And I think that might've been like the earlier forms of communication and trying to engage with me. And it was like, you know, okay, can you hold your breath for five seconds? Can you hold your breath for 10 seconds? And it was just like, kind of like regularly appear and it makes you seem a little bit kind of neurotic or crazy. And I'm actually going to do a separate episode on the neurotic crazy part where some of the communication can get a bit, um, lost in translation and possibly skewed in a different direction, (laughs) which might be helpful for some parents who have interesting children I was an interesting child. I love my family dearly for having put up with all of my interestingness. (laughs) Um, It did lead to a very amazing and awesome adult. I will say that. But uh, it might, some of what I'll share in other episodes might help you understand your kids a little better and maybe help direct them on to the best path a little earlier and how to maybe handle some of the interesting things that they might do. (laughs) But let's not go that direction for now. Let's stay focused on, on your soul daring you to do things. So after the little tests of like, can you hold your breath? Um, can you get to this thing this quickly? Can you run that fast to that spot over there? And, and just like really random things. Can you eat 20 blueberries. Like, I don't know why on earth that would pop into a child's head, but you know, it, it really was spirit trying to play with me. And as I started to get older into more challenging times where I might get a little bit stuck in my ways or too focused on school or classes or something else that wasn't really the whole purpose of being here. I noticed that there were times I was challenged to do, for example, I was, I was really afraid of speaking in public. Sorry, not speaking. I talked a lot. I talk a lot now too. You guys tell, you can tell that, right? (laughs) Um, well that's, that's nothing new. I've always talked a lot, but I was really afraid of public speaking. I still am. I just have dealt with it. And honestly, my soul helped me because I, so I'll, let's see. Okay. So I was a person who would give the speech you had to give in class, but would say it super fast and in all in one breath. (laughs) Now that is like the worst thing to watch. If you're sitting and you're listening to a speaker and I realize this, I just didn't know how to cope with it. So I would be so anxious. Like it was daunting. I was, was like contemplating skipping 
pretending I was sick and skipping school that day or something if I had to give a speech. I didn't because I had this other like super nagging self of like, you can't do that. It's all out. Uh, which fortunately pushed me to keep trying to trying to get better at it and de- uh, deal with it. <laughs> but like, it was bad. I mean, I was like hyperventilating a little bit before. I mean, I like could not remember what I said afterwards. It was like a whole, it was like blacked out. The whole thing was gone. I didn't know that I did anything. Uh, and it was, it was pretty bad to watch. Painful. <laughs> and... I, I didn't like that. I, this is one, this is actually one whole challenge in of itself. I, I found myself being challenged to just face the things that I feared that irrationally feared. Let's put it that way. I mean, there's some things like don't get too close to the edge of a cliff. Maybe that doesn't seem very sturdy. Like some things it's okay to listen to the fear, but when it's just talking in front of your peers or talking to convey an important message or, you know, being able to actually talk and give a podcast, which, you know, I can now do with breathing. <laughs> I, I really have to emphasize that because that was hard for me. But it it's like I was being challenged. So the, one of the fears was the public speaking. And I, I guess, well... I should get to take a step back. Not only will your soul challenge you, you'll have things happen in life that lead you to the right place. Before this challenge came up, I, I used to play basketball. I was on our school team. It was like a whole thing. Our, our women's basketball team was kind of like the equivalent. We didn't have a football team in our school and our women's basketball team was like the equivalent of a football team at a normal school. (laughs) It's, it's like super hardcore serious. We were practicing all year round, no life, no vacation. Like your, it was a whole commitment. And I mean, early morning practices, if you did other sports, you had double practices. Like it was extreme. And I had kind of fallen into that and I was very proud of it at the time, obviously. And then there was a part of me that felt like I couldn't stop. I mean, once I got to high school, it was getting to be a lot on top of, you know, getting ready for if you're applying to colleges or even if you're not just kind of getting your, your life together for like, okay, I'm growing up now. And, and everything else and in between, like all the social stuff and everything else, like all of that was gone for me because I didn't have the time and I sure as hell didn't have the energy. And that's kind of sad. I mean, I didn't, you know, at the time I was just like letting all of this time go by where I was just, just like I was, I was trudged in this like world of amazing, exciting sport and team and, and like really good reputation, but also like I was stuck. I couldn't, you didn't, you didn't say, no, I don't want to do it. If you were offered and you were brought into this, like you did it because it was supposed to be like an amazing thing and people really loved you and they looked up to you. Like there were, our school, like there were kids like from really young ages on up that were like, idolized the women's basketball team. It was crazy. They did like autographs and everything. It was like a big thing. And once I got caught up in it, I I didn't have like any I did I was just like I guess that's my life. Now I don't 
nowhere to go from here. I can't not do this. And, oh, one second. I am sorry about that. I got interrupted by a call. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be better about putting my do not disturb on. But, okay, back to the story. So, what happened was I, I felt trapped. I felt like I was trapped in a great thing, but also like I didn't have any other choices. And what would happen was one day, I think it was like sophomore year, doesn't matter when, one day I went up jumping for a ball and I felt something snap in my knee and I blacked out for a second when I, when I had my, like kind of knew where I was and figure out what had, what had happened. I was like, on my back rolling I was grabbing my knee and it was really scary I was just like I don't know what happened like I was like oh god what just happened and I I was kind of like in a little bit of a shock and actually one of my teammates was very sweet she she came and carried me off the court I'm not like a big person I'm kind of a small person (laughs) um but she just picked me up and like helped me get to the side. I, I tried to take a step and then I like collapsed onto the floor again. Cause I couldn't, cause I didn't have an ACL. I just didn't know it yet. It's a ligament in your knee. It can, it keeps things connected and like, so you don't fall over. <laughs> it's like stabilizes your everything. <laughs> it's one of the many, there's other stuff in there that keeps you connected. But I mean, that's a whole other story, but long story short, I eventually found out from MRIs, yep, it was fully torn, wasn't going to go playing basketball again without going through surgeries, and it was interesting. Two other girls on my team actually tore their ACLs at the, within, like, weeks of each other. It was, like, a weird coincidence or synchronous. I don't know. If, I feel weird saying it's a synchronicity because I feel like that's just, uh, it wasn't great for any of us, but <laughs> in the moment, in the moment, it got better. It definitely made life get better. So... It was, it was a little bit traumatizing though, because I, so I actually came to the decision. I didn't want to get the surgery done just in case you didn't know if you just tore your entire ACL. Now, if you told, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm turning this into like a med, like a a medical care thing, but again, I'm not your doctor. Do not listen to me for medical advice. I'm just letting you know medical things, (laughs) but uh, if you have a partially torn ACL and you're careful and you, it's cared for correctly, then it can regrow itself uh, and you can regenerate it. But if it's fully torn, it's fully torn. You have to either get a ligament from another part of your body, like your ankle or another area. And if that's not big enough, then they have to use a cadaver. And the recoveries I'd seen from a couple of the friends that actually had recently torn their ACLs did not go so great. And they saw like some of the pretty painful times. And I just, I like, I didn't want to do it. So I didn't get the surgery. Now I did have to wear a knee brace doing anything majorly physical. And there are huge limitations and there are certain things I just can't do now. But for the most part, everything is fine. Like I walk around, I do things, I can go on runs. I can like, it was mainly like impact sports or when I started playing volleyball, like that's when I I had to wear the knee brace. But otherwise you can, like if you're actually careful with what you do, you can do just fine and have an active life if you don't do that surgery. But anyways, because I didn't do the surgery, the option of going back to basketball was like permanently out. 
just it wouldn't happen because you would just completely ruin your your leg if you kept doing that without fully recovering and getting that surgery and doing the whole thing uh it's just and even if you do that sometimes you can do some major damage afterwards um but anyways I totally got lost off track. So here's what happened. I tore my ACL. <laughs> I didn't get the surgery, could no longer play basketball. Suddenly had a ton of free time, which was amazing because I could do so many things, including nothing, which I loved at times. And that was amazing. So the next step was I started to approach like things in life that I was fearful of. One of them was public speaking. So what did I do? I decided the best way to deal with the public speaking because I felt like I had to. I felt like I was being like told by myself like I needed to. And I ended up saying, I'm going to try out for the school musical. Because for some reason, that's, that's the next step from I can barely breathe and talk in front of people. Let me sing in front of them. <laughs> um, that, was, that was an interesting choice for myself. But I did it. I tried out for the school musical. I did not get a lead role, thankfully. <laughs> they, were, they were very good and perceptive at realizing this was not the right place to put me in a lead. <laughs> and I, uh, I did great. I had a blast. I, like, I made incredible friends that I just... Friendships that have like lived on to this day. And... In the process of doing this, because I, so I tended to approach my fears and be called to do something and then feel the need to also like tack on some training to be sure that I could handle it because I was just so terrified. So I got a voice teacher and I started taking voice lessons. And then after I went through the trauma of the actual musical, which was amazing experience, Super fun throughout the whole thing because I didn't have a main role. So I was kind of like hanging off on the side and could just talk to friends. And it was, uh, it was, it was honestly like, I can't, I'm so grateful for the relationships that develop that like live on to this day from that experience because without challenging myself to overcome my fear of public speaking and then singing, I couldn't have gotten those relationships to be at the level that they were that live on. And, and so that was just like, so fantastic. And then because I was like, I'm afraid of singing in front of people still, like I can now do speech talking a lot better and somewhat sing, but I was still like, I'm not like, I'm still really afraid. Like I still had to really push myself to not like just run away and cry because I was afraid of singing in front of someone and, and so that pushed me to go, you know what the next thing I'm going to try? I'm going to go uh, try out for this teen opera that a friend of mine had mentioned is happening. And I'm really loud, so this kind of actually like worked for me. <laughs> but it was funny because even, even though you know this is, was an opera group... But by the way, I did audition and I did get a part and I did get to sing in the music... In the opera performance that was going on. That was like super fun, majorly huge anxiety that I had to overcome on that one. But I did it. I did it. And it made me so much stronger and so much more like 
as I just kept getting out of my comfort zone, I started getting more comfortable with talking to people who I didn't know. It was just pulling me in all of these directions and giving me these new opportunities. And one of one of my closest friends to this day, I met through that opera, uh, teen opera group. And the funny thing is that even within an opera group where everybody's loud, we were one. Of, we were some of the loudest and most obnoxiously loud people in the group, and we fit just so great together. It was fantastic, <laughs> and it was it. So it was a, a fantastic experience that scared the hell out of me, that pushed me to a new level, brought me into contact with people I wouldn't have ever met. That you know is just these are these are huge players in my life to this day. And so by listening to my soul calling me and pushing me and kind of edging me towards facing various fears, it, it made me better. It made me more aligned with what I was eventually growing to become. And I mean, there were other things. There were times where there was like a ropes course. You know those ropes courses where you have like team building and you have some that are like really up high where you have to like climb up this like rope ladder or like kind of like um, balance on one while holding another one or something up like really high in the air in the forest. So we did stuff like that at the rope place and I'm terrified of heights. Like I am terrified of heights. There was one part of the course where like my hands were locking up because of how scared I was. <laughs> and that's when my mind, not my mind, no, no, my mind was frozen and like scared at it. Like it was, it was not functioning. It was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. But my soul, <laughs> my beautiful soul, it, my soul decided to challenge me because it was, it was telling me no. You agreed that you, that we were going to do things that you were afraid of for some crazy reason. And what did I do? I took on the challenge I received to climb up this huge post. There were like these just big nails that you could... So this really tall post and there's big nails that like were on various areas around it going up all the way up to the top to this very small platform. And... As a side note, it was safe. So, like, this is where I'm talking about fear, but also, like, I know I'm going to be okay because I'm attached to a harness. So, like, logically speaking, I was fine. I was, if I fell, I was going to be fine. A rope that was attached to my harness that was, like, hung up, like, it would have caught me. And there were, like, blares and people there who were ready to, like, you know, make sure you're safe. But it was terrifying to me because that didn't make a damn bit of difference. In my head, I was like losing it going, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I can't look down. I'm going to die. <laughs> but I did overcome the, the screaming of I'm going to die and the fighting of my muscles to like stop moving. Like my body was fighting me pretty hard on that one. But that, that's where you can see that the soul is far stronger than anything in this world. <laughs> And it endured my body's fighting and it got me to the top to stand on the platform and to do the next thing, which was look out at this little trapeze thing that you had to jump out to and catch. You didn't catch it. You fell. 
I mean, you were going to eventually get caught, but, like, you definitely had that, like, pretty hardcore, like, free fall going. Because the Blairs weren't going to, like, pull you back and, and interrupt your, like, jump because they didn't want to prevent you from catching on to the, like, thing or something. So, uh, I was pretty terrified. It was, like, nerve-wracking for me because I was just standing there on the top of this thing. I, my, like, I was shaking like no other. It was it was ridiculous. Like, I think they even asked me like several times as I was trying to get ready. It was like, do you want to do this? You can come down. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to do it. And so I waited a little bit. And then finally, I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I said I was going to do it. And I jumped. I caught it. I caught, I caught the trapeze thing. So that was like awesome. I was like clinging to it for dear life. It took them a little bit to get me to let go, but I eventually let go and like, they, they caught me gently and then like lowered me back down. But it was like, holy crap. Now that particular feat wasn't something that made me magically end up on a new path. But what it did was it reinforced my confidence in my soul telling me I can do it and in myself just in my abilities to actually accomplish things that I would never have tried because I was afraid <laughs> for my life and it was a little traumatizing of a way to do this but afterwards I felt so much relief I felt so amazing because I was like I got through that and it just, it was like another reminder that I could kind of hold on to later on in life when I would hit these really challenging times that was like, no, I could get past that feeling. It's got, there's so much better past it. And I, it would remind me, like, and my soul would remind myself, like, you've done these things before. You can do it again. You just have to get past that feeling. And I did it again with like, uh, when we went river rafting, for like a class trip or something. I think the, the, the lead, I was terrified. I'm really bad with water, not water. Sorry. I love water, but and I love swimming, but I'm afraid of water that I can't see under like ocean, like deep ocean water. I'm like really afraid. I'm one of those people. And, ah, uh, like Lake, like the lake. I love, I love outdoor stuff, but I have like a breakdown with trying to comprehend like free floating in a body of water that I can't see the bottom of. And there was this area of this river rafting trip that was like that. It was like really dark or you just didn't know like so many rapids, like you didn't know what was underneath you. And I was like, okay, logically speaking, this is children <laughs> or teen. I don't remember how old we were, but I was like, you know, you're not gonna, nothing's going to happen if they're telling you to do this. I mean, there's some, you know, safety things you have to worry about whenever you're river rafting, but like in general, there's nothing that's going to like get you. You'll be fine. Every, you know, like there are other kids are fine who do these things. So there was a challenge and it was like, okay, for this portion of it, jump in the water off the boat and like just float down. And they like taught you how to like handle certain rapids. Looking back, this was actually kind of, I feel like this was my, maybe a little bit unsafe, but it's okay. I mean, I got through it, lived and it was fine. <laughs> we were wearing vests, so like it was fine, but I was terrified of getting, cause I didn't know what was in the water. I got past that and I forced myself to do it. So I like jumped out of the water. And so like you were supposed to float down the rapids through this kind of like rough part actually. And 
it was scary. And then it was really scary when it got further in. And then I was like, oh, God, like, now there's, like, a big area where I can't see anything underneath me. And there's not even rapids to, like, hide whatever it is that I can't see from me. <laughs> and I, I got through it, and I felt amazing afterwards. It, like, pushed me again to that next level. And so I started just chasing that feeling and taking on the dares I'd get. And I would, I would just, I would, you know, it, it, it led me to more amazing things. Like I was always excited and like wanted to learn how to dance all like sexy. And it it was challenging for me because I wasn't always the most coordinated person when I was younger. I was like super self-conscious, like super self-conscious, funny looking. Like I've, I've fixed that. (laughs) I've grown into who I really am and I've like I've I've learned the cool dancing or I don't know I'm gonna cool but I I've had no complaints so far (laughs) uh so I've gotten a lot more confidence now so what happened was back in college I had something dare me to go learn pole dancing and I was like I really wanted to, but I was scared. I was like, I was like, that'd be so hot. That'd be like, you know, I could really like really learn how to do something cool that would, you know, be exciting and sexy and like fun. And I, I, but I was like, I was so hung up on like the, so my first instinct was like, yeah, like I should do that. And then I was like, oh God, but I'm scared. Like, I don't know. And I was like, no, I'm going to like ignore all of that. Like I'm being pulled to do this. I want to do this. I'm going to do it. And I was scared the whole time. I didn't know where I was going because there was this class that was like in some place in Sacramento. And I wasn't familiar with the area. I didn't know anyone who I was going with. I didn't know like what building I was going to. Or if it was going to be like some weird place they lured people to that like, I don't know, some crazy thing would happen. But uh, like I even told one of my friends like where I was going and like gave them information. It's like, if you don't hear from me... (laughs) Uh, maybe reach out for help. I don't know if something's happened to me. Uh, yeah. So (laughs) I was, I was super like mixed feelings on that, but I was like, I have to, I have, I have something in me was like, I have to do this. So beyond the like ridiculous, I didn't know what building I was going to. And if this was a weird place or if this was legit or like what the hell it was that I was going to that I'd signed up for. But I went there and I, I, I sat down inside and I was like, okay, I'm gonna look around. Hmm? Do I know anybody? Nope. I don't know anyone, but none of them look too sketchy. And there's, you know, people, there's people who don't look too scary. Um, they look like they're really here for dancing. Maybe this is real. And, <laughs> uh, and I, and like, I ended up sitting actually like something pushed me to sit next to this girl. And I was like, she was like, she seemed like a cool person. And so normally I would have been like, Oh, you know what? I don't, I don't want to, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go over there. I don't know who that person is. And they're probably going to be annoyed that I'm talking to them. I mean, I was, so I have like throughout my life, I've had like mixed, like I'm outgoing, but then I also become super reserved and scared of everything. And so this was spirit's way of pushing me past my boundaries and, and kind of saying, no, like you need, you need to talk to her. And I was like, why the fuck do I need to talk? Sorry, excuse me. But I don't actually know if it's okay to swear on podcasts. I never know. But anyways, don't excuse me. I'm not sorry. I need to stop being sorry about things. I'm not sorry about that. I love you all. 
Uh, and I love you all if you've been listening to me for this long and are still putting up with these stories. But, so, okay. Anyways, at the pole dancing class, next to this girl, don't know who she is, but she seems cool. So I was like, hi, how are you doing? Uh, uh, do, you know, what are you doing here? <laughs> what made you come here? And and she was really cool. She ended up being, like, a grad student at my, my school, and she was, like a really nice person and she like actually introduced me to like some tarot cards and some other cool things later on that I may never have touched if I hadn't met her and gotten to know her through the classes and it was it was another like person that helped me along my way but I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not like forced myself to go beyond the fear I had that I was going to be look like an idiot and well, first of all, just to go to the class and then to actually sit down and talk to her. And, and so that was just another example where like, if you hear you, you know, if you hear this like thing is telling you, you should talk to this person or you should go do this thing. Trust it. Be cautious depending on the situation. I respect that there might be a million different things that you guys might come across depending on who who's listening and what's going on in your life at the time. But I mean, really, the stuff that comes from your soul and your spirit, it's, like, very quick. It's very charged with, like, excitement and enthusiasm and a hint of something you want to do and then followed by fear. The fear, the strong, like, aversion. That's when you know your soul's talking to you. <laughs> uh, we'll get better with explanations of how to connect with that later on, don't worry, or in other episodes. But, I mean, really, like, I'm not lying. Like, this is seriously how it works. Like, if you get that weird feeling, the fear is your ego, in case you didn't know. So, like, the first voice is your is your supercharged, excited one, where it's like, oh, my God, I want to do that. I'm, like, so, and just, like... I'm in, in, um, entranced by that. Like, I want to do that. Like, this is exciting to me. And then the following things that tell you, no, like, you're really bad at dancing. No, you're really not good at talking to people. No, you don't know where you're going. Like, all of the things, those are your ego trying to protect you. And in some situations, you know, protection is good. But when you have that first jolt of just, like, pure ecstasy, like, I, this is, like, I'm being so drawn to this right now. then followed by the fear like that is your soul calling and then your ego rejecting with the fear trying to protect you but you just have to override the ego in that point just tell don't like crush it don't have to like smash it and go bad ego don't do that no like you just embrace it and go thank you for and think about the fears you know it's true maybe if you're going to a weird warehouse for a class on pole dancing you should be cautious because that sounds like something weird and crazy and maybe it's not safe. But, so like pat your ego and go, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I, you know, I, I fully processed it and I have like safety things in check in place to make sure that that can be handled. And then, and then like just go do the thing that you're being called to do. And this is turning into a really long episode. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not sorry. No. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Because there's no reason to be. If you choose to listen to this and my craziness, then that's on you. (laughs) But, okay. So, 
it works for stuff like that. It did the same thing to me for when I was like drawn to drum lessons. I really wanted to learn how to play the drums and ended up like being called, go to the studio to check out some sticks and drums, then found a teacher and then, you know, so on and so forth. And I was afraid in that situation too. I was afraid I would look stupid because I didn't know what I was doing. Cause you know, all students who go to music teachers are brilliant before they go learn from them in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, I was, I mean, this is, it's ridiculous. Like the amount of stuff I was afraid of. And I mean like the silliness in being a student afraid of not knowing how to do something in front of your teacher. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I got past that and that took me to like another level of understanding in myself. And it's, it's, it's like just so many instances. I, like it, this happened to me in like, uh, when I was a postdoc and or not even, it was like even more recent. It was like, I went to a conference and I wanted to talk to one of the speakers and it was like someone who's really high and like well-renowned and I was like called to immediately and then a lot of fear shifted in and I was like oh god no like they're gonna think I'm stupid they're too busy I'm not important like all of the excuses and I I pushed past it and I was just like no I'm gonna do it and I went and I talked to them and I had an amazing conversation and a connection that like is like so, so like it's so rewarding that I can draw upon that in my career going forward because I just built up that relationship through an instant of of being filled with like excitement and enthusiasm to try, and just overcoming the following fear and anything that was pulling me away from that. And once I got past it, it just took me to another level of myself. It's happened to me with like. Uh, everything from, you know, putting myself out there for, for becoming chair of an association, uh, interviews, just either like finding them or during them, what to do when I was like stuck. You know, I, I was in an interview for one position where the position itself that I was, uh, interviewing for was not like as high up as many of the people I was, that were interviewing me, of course. And some of the really like high level, like vice president and up, I, I was scared to talk to them because I didn't know how to connect with them. Like I'd gotten good with my networking and this also spirit pushed me to like network like crazy. And I got amazing at it because I listened to my soul's pushing and nudging and like shoving (laughs) at events at being drawn to talk to certain people and going for like I'll do a whole thing on that too but don't worry so your soul can make you a fantastic networker and make you amazing at your job but that's a yeah another story and so okay getting back into the interview so I was I was interviewing for a position And I genuinely try to connect with everyone. Like, I'm not playing games. When I go in for these things, I'm I'm trying to do my due diligence on my homework. And I'm being called to, like, you know, study up on some of the people I might talk to. But nothing hardcore. Not, like, any crazy digging. Just getting familiar. And then 
the there were some people who were higher up who were older who like did not have profiles online so it's very limited what you can learn about them they don't have like their whole facebook and their linkedin and their instagram is like they have if they have a professional profile they never log into it and they definitely don't share any useful information on their profiles <laughs> probably because they don't need to like they they get like headhunted so they don't need that stuff but it makes it hard for other people trying to you know like just like stalk them online and learn about them before their interviews <laughs> and so I got to this this particular interview and I was sitting there going oh god like I and I, I answered their questions I had you know the I re- returned some questions towards them that were like bigger picture and all of that but I just like I felt like I was like this I'm not connecting I'm not getting there with this person and I don't want to walk away from here without like finding something that is like a common ground which is extremely hard when you're like facing this person you know nothing about who's very like high level talk and they're they're being very polite and nice to you because they are professional and they're really good at that and they're like trying to engage you as like a respected member of the team but like that's that's the extent of the relationship and I was like I don't want that I want to get like a little bit further and so all of a sudden I was just like drawn to this little uh like a little container on their desk and it looked like there was I couldn't tell what was in it to be honest and it was it was it looked pretty like it looked like like an artistic container and and I was like Oh, um, like I asked them at the very end. I didn't do it in the middle. I waited until I had a chance. I asked like a actual question that was relevant to the job. And then I was like, can I ask you just one more thing? And they're like, sure, sure. We got time. So I asked him like, what is that? What, what, like, what's that thing there that's on your desk? And he he went up to it and he opened it up and he, he showed me all of these little things inside. And he, and he told me this whole story about, his son who actually had gone through a lot of physical challenges and like health things. And I got to learn this like whole story about his family, about him. And I saw this entire other side of this person, like go from professional, like in charge of like, you know, this department and like, this is how things work here to this like real person, this genuine, like I, I would be happy to work for this person and like within their group because they seem like they genuinely care and they have like compassion and they have like this personable side that's not just this like work face and that was so rewarding to me because it helped me build that connection and it also helped me to to learn that this was a place that I could find myself happy And it meant a lot to me that that person shared something so personal. And this all happened because I listened to my soul's calling to just ask that question. I I questioned, I stopped myself at first and I was like, what are you doing? This is a professional interview, Reva. Like, I, I, I just didn't know what to do. I was, I was, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, you shouldn't ask a question about something on their desk. Like, this isn't professional. But I did it anyways. Because I was like, no, I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to ask this. And it just turned out so amazing. And just like everything else. Everything that I've been like, ah, I don't want to do it. And then I do it. 
I get past it and it's amazing. And it's something that will I will continue to do and I will continue to follow going forward in my life because it's 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 just helped me level up so many times. And it's just brought me to the next thing. And sometimes it's trying a new restaurant. Sometimes it's going to a store at a certain time. These are like the, the, like the things that bring, so like, these aren't scary things, I guess. Like these are more like uncomfortable. Like I don't know what food is there. So I don't know if I want to go there or it's going to take a lot of effort or I'm just sat down. I just want to hang out at home and I'm tired. I don't want to go to the store, but I'm like, no, go to the store. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll go to the store. And then I get there and I run into someone who I haven't seen in years. And then I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) that's why. And same with leaving or not leaving. Like I, so this is where it's kind of like turned into the regular communication where I'm checking in with my higher self, my soul. So it started with the challenges. So I think when I, when you're, well, it started with the playing. I think the way it goes is when you're younger, your soul is going to play with you. It's going to play games with you. It's going to, it's going to like engage you in these fun, like little ways. Then when you get older and you're in a more difficult time in your life and you're trying to, you should be finding yourself. I say should be because, well, you should always be trying to find yourself and re remember who you are. But it's like when you're, when you're in those like difficult teenage years, your soul is going to push you and challenge you to overcome those, those roadblocks you've created for yourself that you've these like cycles and these, these stories that you told yourself that you're not good enough, that you're not popular enough. You're not cool enough. That you're not, you know, you like you're not enough. All of the things that you're not, that is where your soul is going to challenge you. And you just have to listen. If you're, if you're like, if you just try to catch those moments where you have an instant, like I'm filled with so much excitement about this thing. If you catch those moments and, and see that those are the ones that are followed by the, the ego fear where you're talked out of it, just get past that ego fear and just do it anyways. Cause those ones that are like the excitement followed by fear is just a huge next step for you in your life and it's your soul telling you this some people may just get the feelings some people hear it like I think I heard it more than I I heard and felt it like it was it was every step of the way like maybe try that I challenge you to try that you're scared of it right do it anyways and then just like repeating that and that further develops. So taking the challenges, accepting those, those dares and doing them just further helps you develop, get you better aligned with your soul's path. And it forces you to, I, in my case, unawarely, uh, I don't know. That's not a word. Um, unaware to me or unbeknownst to me, I was developing and strengthening the connection with my higher self the entire time. I'm listening to a voice in my head 
And I'm going, yeah, like, okay, fine, I'll do it anyways. I'm like, who the heck is telling me to do this? <laughs> and I just took I just took it for what it was, and I was listening, and I kept following, and I'm like, oh, I've been communicating with my higher self for, like, my entire life. I just didn't call it that. I didn't know that that was what it was. So if you're getting the feelings, that's what it is a lot of the time. And just take those challenges and, and like do them, do them the best you can and accept whatever happens. Even if you look stupid, I did that. I took that like whenever, so certain ones, like if I was for the, like the pole dancing one, I was like, I'm just going to try it. I might look like an idiot, but I'm going to put my whole self into it and I'm going to like try it. And you know what? I was pretty damn good. I even have a pole now. I got one and for a present and it was I have it to this day but like I don't always have it out because of like family and stuff you know right now shelter in place uh, all that um but you know like I got good I was and then I got really comfortable I was like happy if I was in a club or like anything else like I could totally like flip upside down and do all sorts of tricks and it, all it took was and I'm not trying to I mean well maybe I'm bragging <laughs> no I'm just I'm accepting and I'm, I'm acknowledging that I am good at certain things and that I am fun and I have, I have like, I have value. I have worth. I have a lot that I can do and that I keep learning to do. And I can, you know, like it's given me confidence and I am confident and you know, it was, it was cool because I had that skill and then it pulled, it brought this whole other side of me out. And I got to empower other people and like help teach other people how to do it too. And it made me like feel even better because it wasn't just like me. It was bringing this like fun side out of other people. Cause they saw me being scared and then finally going, no, like I'm going to do this. And they're like, oh, maybe I should try too. I'm like, yeah, do it. (laughs) You, if you think you're hearing that you should do it, but like, you, you know, it's just going to make you grow and get better and like find more confidence in yourself. And you know, like I didn't just look stupid. I had fun and I actually looked hot and it was awesome. And it was like that, like take the, take the challenge, accept that you could look stupid. And regardless what the outcome is, just do it the hardest and best that you can. And almost always you're going to come out so much stronger, so much better afterwards and so much more aligned and just like, it makes you grow, which is what your soul's goal was anyways, to grow, to experience, to develop, to live, to do these things that are, you know, to overcome these programs we have written for ourselves, get rid of them, delete them, get, you know, get past these fears that we were not good enough, not smart enough, not hot enough, not cool enough, not whatever it is that is in your story. That's stopping you from doing anything. If you find that. If you can't. If you can't hear the first voice. Then look at your fear. Look at the things that you're afraid of. And then look backwards a little bit further. And look to see. Is there some part of that. That would just like you're drawn to. Do you think. I don't want to go to karaoke night. You know I'm afraid of that. Like that you know. That kind of thing scares me. Look, look a little bit further back. Go like, hey, if if I if you were good at it, would it, would you do it? Would it be fun for you? Are you you know? Does that excite you? Does that pull you to to something? Is there some part of you that wants to do that but 
that the fear is stopping you, that is, that's your soul on the other side there trying to like excite you, but you've been shutting it down with your ego. So if you can't hear that connection yet, that's fine. We're going to work on it. We're going to come up with some more episodes in the future where we can really hone you in and get you uh, connected with yourself and your soul and your higher self, all of that. But like in the meantime, take a little bit of time to study what in your life you've done from, or what in your life have you not done because of fear and keep checking back on the other side of that to see, does that excite me? Is that something I wanted to do? Is he, is the only thing stopping me from trying it that I'm afraid of it? Like if that's the only thing stopping you, oh, please don't let it keep stopping you because you're just like, you're, you're, you're like blocking off what your soul is telling you to do. And we get good at that. Like if you get older and you keep this, this like approach of like, I'm afraid I'm not going to do it. I don't want to try. It's, it takes you so far off track and that's where you start to have like the health problems as where you end up with the bad relationships. It's where you end up in these like negative situations where it's just like showing you like you're not on track. You're not on track. Get back on track. (laughs) So if you want to get back on track, listen to your soul. If you can't listen to your soul, listen to what your ego is highlighting and try to see what it's screaming over that your soul is like, you know, under your soul is very like kind and gentle and it's, it pushes you at times. It definitely challenges you, but it's very quiet and very, very sweet and quiet and just tries to like nudge you and your ego is very loud and it may try to shut it down. So just Embrace your ego when you hear the fear and listen to hear if your soul is calling behind that fear. And if it is, please take that challenge and overcome that fear. No matter what it looks like at the end, maybe it's taking a new uh, class at a gym when those happen again. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's complimenting a neighbor on their roses or like you just go for a walk some random person in front of their house that you don't know if they have a beautiful yard why don't you tell them you might feel scared you might feel like oh that's silly like I don't know them it'll be weird or uncomfortable but people love compliments like especially on things they put a lot of effort in so maybe you wave hello to someone at a distance at least six feet apparently (laughs) but but still nonetheless wave smile Maybe it's just a smile. Maybe you're someone who looks at your feet all the time. Maybe you're too afraid to look up. If you listen real careful to I'm afraid to look up, maybe you might find that you could enjoy and would enjoy a little conversation with a neighbor or just smiling at someone. Maybe you don't know that you have the confidence to do that or you're afraid to look stupid or that someone won't smile back. But I can tell you right now, especially with all this stuff going on, people love the smiles. They want to see the happiness and the joy. And it brings joy to other people because when you smile at them, they smile back. This happens so much to me. I mean, it's, and even if they, if they didn't, you'd still brought a little happiness to their eyes because they might be someone who's constantly watching the news. They might be someone who's just so scared and terrified and can't smile right now. But maybe if you smile, it'll give them a glimpse of something they can look to in themselves eventually. 
and a lot of the time I just find that people smile back. I think it's natural. And I, I really like just, you know, I even do this when I'm, I'm walking around. If I don't have my glasses on and I can't fully see, I always, this is a mix of things. I feel a little bit bad if like someone's approaching me and I don't interact with them and they know me and they, I don't want them to think that like, I'm not paying attention to them and it's just, I can't see. (laughs) Uh, and so I like to smile if I, if people are a little bit blurry and cause I'm like the worst thing is someone's going to smile back at me, but if they meant to like come up to me and I just didn't see that they were someone I know, then, you know, like they're not going to feel bad. And otherwise like, you know, I smiled at someone and made someone happy. And a lot of the time, you know, like people smile back and there's this like immediate, like small connection. And it's funny because people might, some people have asked me like, have I, have I no, you know, like, is this someone I know? And I'm like, no, it's just someone who I smile to, but I'll, I'll, you know, cut this episode here. Cause I think I've told you enough lots of stuff in there to practice, like go dig for what your soul is calling you and challenging you to do. You, you really got to embrace that because it's your next step. It's going to take you to the next thing and just take every challenge you can because it will align you with some beautiful, amazing experiences in life. And I know that you guys all deserve that. So (sighs) until we talk again, and I have more to share Apparently I have a lot more to share. (laughs) Uh, I will, I will look forward to speaking to you guys again and, and let me know if you have anything you want to share. Uh, Instagram for me is a O E underscore angel on earth. Check out some other episodes too. uh, follow along and send me messages. You have questions or things you want to talk about, but for now, love you lots. Bye.